What's going on, IDP Army? It's good to be back with you. It's Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you're on Twitter, this is the IDP Army podcast. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Week three IDP rankings, all right? And if you are watching the live stream, feel free to ask some questions. I'll try to get to those as best I can. These are, you know, this is only going to be week three rankings, so there's not going to be a whole, whole lot of movement from the first two weeks. If a little movement here and there. I feel like next week after we get that third, you know, that third week of samples, um, we're really going to, that's when we're going to see maybe some players moving in and out of tiers as far as how we view them the rest of the season. But before we get to all that, let's just go ahead and uh, slam this intro and let's have a good time today. Thanks for joining us. As always, want to shout out to our Patreons. If you are one of our Patreons, we thank you. If you leave us super chats on the YouTube, we thank you. If you're a member, we thank you. Uh, it means a lot to us and for us. And as we continue to scale and grow and just build this brand out, we're so happy to have you along with us. Um, you know, you'll see me tweet a lot. I say we a lot. I'm talking about us, the IDP Army, the collective of people that are into this and want to continue to push fantasy forward. So, like I said, today we're going to go over my IDP rankings for week three fantasy, but First, we're going to talk a little bit of news. Not a whole lot of stuff, but there are some bigger names and bigger things going on. Uh, one, Blake Martinez, formerly of the of the Green Bay Packers and then of the New York Giants, was visiting the uh, Ravens on Tuesday. I haven't heard or seen anything about whether or not that's going to go down, but he's a young guy. He's in good shape. Uh, he went through camp, so I expected him to land somewhere. He shouldn't be floating around on waivers. And if he's sitting at the bottom of your bench, um, you're looking like it's about, it's about time to play him. So that that's good for you. Another thing that happened, uh, was, um, Jalen Smith, another guy who's been a perennial top IDP linebacker for the last few years, just, you know, commanding too much money, really considering how long they've been in the league. He re-signs with the New York Giants on their practice squad. I don't know if he's going to get elevated or not up and before this next week, but keep an eye on those guys because when they play, when they go back into the lineup, when they get that start, they're plug-and-play guys. Don't wait a week. Just put them in. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, other piece of note, news, signing news, um, Jason Pierre-Paul visited the Ravens as well. So they need a little pass rush help. Justin Houston, JPP is a little older around there, but they rotate guys in and out. Calais Campbell as well. But they do have some young guys there. Um, Adafe away, one of those guys. Before we jump into everything else, got a question here from Space Monkey Mafia. For streaming purposes, where do you find positional mashups that show points against, i.e. Detroit 32nd against defensive back position? Um, I don't know of like a site that does that, but if you go on, if you use MFL, I know in their back end sort of stuff, you can kind of maybe be able to finesse that kind of data out of it. Um, but I don't know of a particular site or a platform that does that. Uh, DJ Quinton says traded DJ Moore, JK Dobbs and Joe Mixon received CEH, James Connor, Jeff Wilson, Michael Thomas. What do you think? I mean, it's pretty sideways trade. I think if you got Joe Mixon, if you got CEH and Jeff Wilson, that's pretty good. I'll give you that. So uh, back to the task at hand. Before we go into the rankings, I want to thank our sponsor of the show today. As always, Underdog Fantasy. I actually did my Underdog show yesterday, and I'll show you all the pick em line that I really liked real quick. It's per, I, don't, I can't guarantee this is going to go over, but this Rashad Bateman over 48 and a half receiving yards was on there yesterday. I took the over on that. He plays New England. In your head, you probably think New England's got a good defense and that they're going to shut him down, whatever, whatever. That's not really what New England is about anymore, um, no matter what you may remember. It's just not. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle both put up over 60 points against them in week one. And last week, Deontay Johnson, who is being – the ball is being thrown to him by Mitchell Trubisky, probably the only guy in the league who's more limp-armed right now than Mac Jones – he went over 55 yards. So Rashad Bateman, I think this is a pretty much a smash lock over. Um, personally, take it or don't take it. But if you do, make sure you use our promo code IDP Army. That way we get a little kickback. We can keep the lights on around here, y'all. All right. So now let's get into it. Oh, one last thing. 
want to give a shout out to my man Iggy. If you're not following IDP Iggy on Twitter, follow him. He's my go-to tackle props. He's my go-to prop guy, basically. He, he, he does a lot of sports betting. He's very into football. He's into analytics, but he's also – he's kind of like us. He likes to look at it through a qualitative lens as well, and he has some good, good information. So go check out Iggy, one of our IDP brethren. So, all right, let's jump right into it. We're going to go linebacker rankings first for this week. Um, kind of chalky again. Like I said, we're only in week three. We can only adjust so, so much, but we do have some adjustments here. Micah Parsons, obviously number one. Devin White comes in at two. Roquan Smith, three. C.J. Mosley working his way up a little bit. Jordan Brooks still waiting for that big game, but I still think it's coming. Foy Olakun comes in at six. Um, of that grouping, I would just say that Devin White is right now the linebacker one. And the linebacker two right now is Micah Parsons. You know, they've kind of put themselves – we kind of knew that was coming because they, they have the most upside. What do I mean by that? We knew they were going to get effective pass rushing snaps either in blitzes or off the edge, and they're still your traditional sort of linebacker. I know Micah Parsons is not really playing a traditional linebacker role, but his skill level and skill set, just his upside and the ceiling were always there. They never went anywhere just because his position moved a little bit, in my opinion. So if you took one of those two guys and, you know, you, you're feeling very, very good right now with that set of guys, uh, with one of those guys as your linebacker one. If you did go the, you know, if you did decide to go the Sha Shaquille Barrett way of things, it's not really working out for you as much as you would have wanted. Even Roquan Smith not having monster, monster games, but um, you can see here I'm pulling up the sleeper rankings. There's a few uh, a few high-end uh, defensive line slash DLL eligible players. Uh, Pete Warner got a lot of solo tackles. That'll put him up there. And then Jordan Hicks uh, had an interception this weekend uh, on Monday night. So he and I, he almost got the touchdown, too. Or did he get the touchdown? No, he came really close. But good game out of him. But back over here to the rankings. We'll go ahead now. 7 through 12 for this upcoming week. Again, kind of chalky. You have Bobby Wagner, Devondre Campbell, Demario Davis, Eric Kendricks, Logan Wilson, and then Jordan Hicks working his way up. Um had a lot of questions last week from people about Jordan Hicks, who I just brought up. You know, they said, uh, should I, you know, should we bring Jordan Hicks up the rankings? You know, and it was only after week one. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little hesitant. But I mean, he did it two weeks in a row and we know what Jordan Hicks can be. One of the things that I think people one of the mistakes you can make in fantasy football is adjusting too late. Um, I'm hearing, you know, I think if you have information that isn't supporting your priors it's kind of silly to wait around for that at this time of year when you're getting new data points to be stuck in and that's you know that's referring to kyle pitts takes that's referring to Pittman takes i mean anything i mean i've adjusted on what i got wrong um and i think it's okay to kind of not say you're wrong yet but jordan hicks i mean he looked like a top 12 guy he's the third or fourth highest ranked off ball linebacker right now through two weeks he's doing what we've seen him do before i moved him up uh, so what I would just say is, you know, you don't have to get locked into starting a guy you don't want to start. Um, like I have Juju Smith-Schuster right now. I drafted him and I've put a lot of stock into him on this channel and out in public. And I've started him the last two weeks. That doesn't mean I have to start him week three. You know what I mean? Even if I spent a fifth or a sixth round pick on him, even if I reached, I have to adjust with new information different players on my bench, et cetera. And that, that carries over to IDP as well. So don't be afraid to, you know, make some moves. Jordan Hicks, one of the biggest movers of the first two weeks uh, in my overall rankings and kind of how I'm viewing this season. So we will go ahead and roll over to um, this tab. All right. So after him, we have Camu Gruja Hill at 13, Christian Kirksey, 14, both Houston linebackers. I'm I'm done. I don't want to try to figure it out. Um, you know, they both had have had good weeks and up weeks and down weeks. Uh, they both need to be played. So it's just outside of that linebacker one area. High, high, high end linebacker twos play them every week. Levante David at 15. Shaq Thompson at 16. Probably a little high. Uh, that'll probably get adjusted. But shout out to Frankie Louvu. Um, who leads the league in it with four tackles for loss, tied with a few other players, but shout out to him anyway. He is playing the majority of the linebacker snaps right now for Carolina. David Long Jr., he's the guy I think is the primary linebacker right now for the Titans. I just I don't know how yeah, I don't have a lot to say about him. I have to watch how he does this next week. He was a big, big waiver wire hit last year. I was expecting a little bit more out of him this year. Miles Jack, 
still hanging around as a mid-level linebacker too. It's probably will be forever. And Jerome Baker here at 2019. Finish them out here. Nick Bolton, Cole Holcomb, Cody Barton, Divine Diablo, and Fred Warner, Freddie Boy. Um, of these players, I would just say, you know, again, we're probably going to see the biggest shift in the next next week after we get this third week of data coming in. Uh, that's when I'm going to start feeling a little more comfortable moving players, like I said, up and down kind of in a big way. Um, still seems pretty chalky, but these are, these are all going to be good players for you. You're going to want them in your lineup no matter what. Uh, if you do have any start-sit questions, we will be on the channel on Sunday morning uh, and Saturday night probably as well. So come through those live streams, uh, get a, you know, shoot your questions over there to us. We are happy, more than happy to answer. All right, let's move on to the next position, the defensive backs, okay? Um, and it's, it's, it's a hot boy summer, okay? Um, I mean, Derwin James will not be stopped. He won't be satisfied until he takes it all down. Uh, so I got him here up number one, uh, you know, threw him on the graphic as well. Just shout out to him. Shout out to everybody who stand for him. He really does look like that guy. Not that you need me to tell you that because I'm probably the only person that said maybe he's not that guy, but shout out. He's been at the top of my rankings like the last four graphics. Um, I'll take my licks. Harrison Smith, caveat for him. He does. He did have a concussion, they said, on Monday night, so I didn't see that until earlier today. So we'll have to see if he clears concussion protocol. But if he does, he's going to be my number two uh, guy for this week. Minka. I mean, he's just moving up, up, up. The crazy thing about Mink is he didn't really lose as much of his um, his ceiling as, you know, some players do when they pick up all these extra tackles. He still has these monster big plays kind of just in, in his back pocket, uh, and he pulls them out, you know, and it hasn't helped the Steelers win games yet. Well, it did help us win week one, but um, – this Steelers team, as a Steelers fan the last few years, they win games on the back of their defensive stars, period. Big Ben didn't do anything. I mean, it was all T.J. Watt closing games, like an actual closer. And it's Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, with these with these absolute daggers. I mean, with these with these right hooks, you know, and these, these jab, 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 and then like, you know, and then boom, suddenly the defense is like, inter I mean, Cameron Hayward has intercepted the ball. Like there are other teams where that kind of, play even is in people's minds oh the middle interior defensive lineman on any given play has a better chance of intercepting it than most defensive backs just because of how disruptive everything is there the chaos that they can create for each other um with tj Watt out i think minka is just going to continue to ascend antoine winfield another 20 point game like i said that's one thing i for a defensive back, like they all have pretty good floors. Like you'll get pretty, you can get any defensive back on a given week that's going to get you 12, you know, eight to 14, maybe, you know, 15 points. Antoine Winfield's got 20 point games in his bag. Like something like you wouldn't believe. He doesn't blow, blow up a lot. Like, you know, so that's kind of why it's under the radar. But his floor, it just, you know, or his ceiling rather, maybe because the ceiling's lower, but he seems to hit what his ceiling is a lot more often than other players. So I slid him down out of my top rankings last week. I don't even remember why I said I did that. Um, I mean, it was really dumb because I planted my my flag on him all offseason. I should have just stayed up top, but so be it. Adjustments have been made. He is now in the top five. Jordan Poyer at five, and then Buda Baker at six. Again, um, I think defensive backs actually next week might see some pretty big shifts um, just kind of based on some of the injuries and some of the play styles I'm seeing a little bit differently. Um, nothing really important to say there. You know who those guys are. Uh, seven through 12, we got Kevin Byer, Tracy Walker, Jonathan Abram, who seems to have solidified his kind of role you know, back as that main guy on that defense. Terrell Edmonds, besides Max Crosby, obviously. Uh, Jalen Thompson and then Talanoa Hufanga, who it could still be on your waiver wires. Right now he is a top five defensive back in pretty much any format. He has a four tack three tackles for loss, I think, which is like second most in the league for a safety that's really, really big. And again, this is one of those things where I think it's important in fantasy football. It's prudent in fantasy football to adjust quickly. I didn't even, you know, I don't follow Niners camp. I didn't really even know who this guy was. I think I heard his name maybe a couple times last year, put him on my rankings kind of haphazardly. Um, 
but he has come out and really made a big difference. Like he's kind of developed into this potential star in the making. Um, so I've adjusted, you know, he's coming up my rankings. He's going to stay up in my rankings. If people still haven't kind of realized that if they want to quote unquote sell high on him and like, you want to get him off somebody's team for like a fourth, you know, or even a third, maybe if you're in dynasty, you know, if you can take those kind of points and run the next 12, 13, 14 weeks with them, that's probably a good decision. It's just a little dynasty caveat there. All right, let's take a look at the defensive backs for the week in the 13 through 24 range. And all my rankings, like I said, they're up on idparmy.com. Um, Mace's rankings will be up on the site later this week, or I think they might already be up. And then Bombers, we're working on getting IDP Bombers up here as well from over at Dynasty Nerds and around the way. So um, Mace also wrote a really nice article recapping a lot of his week two observations and notes. Go check that out. Um, a lot, a lot of really good stuff in there. But let's go ahead and get to these DB2s, all right? Oh, I've made some adjustments to my rankings before, after I made that graphic. I forgot. So these may be just a little bit different because I, I literally like an hour and a half before I got on here, I did make some movements. As you can see, Jesse Bates, Vaughn Miller, probably a little high. Jesse Bates just not playing the way I wanted. Um, looks like Derek Forrest, Xavier McKinney, Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin, like I said, I'm, I'm adjusting my expectations with him. Trevon Diggs has a really nice matchup this week against Daniel Jones. I know he's been a little better this year in general. I Maybe I'm just saying that because they're winning games. But uh, I still think Trevon Diggs is a nice play. Uh, he hasn't really done less than last year. He just hasn't caught the interceptions yet. So he was still a good play on weeks he didn't have interceptions last season too. So when that big week comes, you'll be happy if you stick with him. Let's put it this way. If if people in mass can go out there and stand their faces off for Kyle Pitts, I can say nice things about Trevon Diggs, right? If you fantasy, right? Like that's like a fair, it's not even like a one for one. Because Trevon Diggs has actually done it. But anywho, I don't know why I'm so confrontational, y'all. I can't help it. Um, yeah, I did make some moves to these to these rankings. Dang. Hmm. Week three rankings. That's throwing me off, y'all. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say go check out the site because I made this. I made this graphic that for these or for these yesterday, um, and obviously I made a, a several pretty big um, defensive back changes since then. I probably didn't change my DL too much. So let's go ahead and slide over to that. And like I said, go check out the site if you want the most up to date stuff. You can hit me on Twitter at Fifty Shades of Drunk. We have an IDP Alpha chat on Twitter with a lot of really really smart IDP minds in there players um just people you know play fantasy football holler at me if you want in that i mean they're talking let's my phone literally you probably heard that i mean that's probably them talking so um hit me up you can get in there all right for this week i got nick bosa miles garrett who did have a little bit of a neck injury but will be playing on thursday night football against my steelers which should be interesting Shaq Barrett, Max Crosby, Cam Hayward, Josh Allen. Moving Josh Allen up quite a bit. I really have liked what I've seen from him this season. Uh, that, that, that real breakout, that real, you know, and that consistently sort of high level of play. Um, I like it. And I kind of like where the offense is going, too, where he's going to be put in some more positions to, you know, make these kinds of meaningful big plays. Trey Hendrickson comes in at seven. Daniel Hunter. I missed on Brian Burns last week. I already said that in the waiver wire show. Um Go back and check out the waiver wire show or some good bits, tidbits in there. Zadarius Smith coming in at 10, Cam Jordan at 11, and then Khalil Mack coming in at 12. Pretty chalky guys as far as who you're going to be playing. Um, Aaron Donald is not in this list. I mean, he's just – you guys know how I feel about Aaron Donald. The upside is massive, but he more often than not kind of just – don't want to say he doesn't show up for IDP, but he just doesn't do what you really, really need him to do. There are a lot of players I would rather have. All right, I got a handful of questions over here. I'm going to get to those. Like I said, if you all want to check out the rest of the rankings, 
I don't have a whole whole lot to give you. It's like I said, it's pretty chalky this week. Macy's got a lot of snap uh, observations up there, some health updates. You can check out the rest of the rankings all the way down through. I think this week I've ranked through like seven, 60 or seventy players. I'm probably gonna up that honestly to closer to eighty players by the end of the week because my rankings finish on Fantasy Pros has not been that great the past two weeks, and I think it's because my ranking set is just missing a lot of guys because I don't feel they need to be ranked. And that's killing me over there. So I got to get on that. All right, let's get to these questions over here. This is what y'all are really here for, that, that high-level one-on-one interaction. Is Deion Jones still on track to come back in week five? I haven't seen any updates on him. Um, I don't have him on any roster, so I, I haven't like, and I haven't seen him come through my trades either. So I don't really know much about his situation. What is it, week three? I can, I can look into that and have a better answer for you soon. Um, and kind of where we're going to go with that. But it looks like he's getting played out of a job right now. Adrian McFadden says, are these all safeties or do cornerbacks on DBs? Yeah, there's some corners on there. You can look Jalen Ramsey, I think, is like around 19. I had Kenny Moore kind of high, but I've brought him down the last couple of weeks. Um, Trevon Diggs, I brought him up there for a second. Who else do I have pretty high as corner usually? Legereus Sneed's on my, on my, in my top 25 this week. I'm just thinking from memory. I think Marlon Humphrey is still in my top 25 for this week. So there's a few corners, uh, but mostly safeties, yes, because they have a, generally speaking, a higher floor. And I play almost all of my IDP fantasy, almost all my fantasy football on sleeper. Sleeper runs three positions. Next offseason, I am going to put a little more content out around five positions. Like if people really want that, um, Man, I tell you what, if you all get me out here doing that, wasting my time and like 30 people watch those videos, I'm going to bang my head off a wall. Don't play me like that. If you're going to be out here asking for it, you better run it up. Kevin Williamson, does Forrest lose his job? I had to move on from Kenny Moore and grab Hobbs. See, and exactly, like Kenny Moore is not – I had him ranked really high this year. I think there's still hope for him, but in a world where teams don't really have to pass on the Colts for any reason whatsoever, he's going to have a hard time scoring. I mean, that's just the, the plain and simple facts of it. So an adjustment needs to be made. and sounds like you've made adjustments. So good on you for that. Hobbs is having a good time. The uh, the Raiders definitely have, are going to be you know, passing back and forth all game, every game, it seems like. Um, Forrest loses his job. I don't know. He seems to be playing fairly well. Um, maybe he keeps it and they play curls well. They've been known to play three safeties in Washington, so I wouldn't panic or worry too, too much. Just follow the news find a beat writer or something from Washington that he's kind of up with hip with the vibe, you know, you'll probably find out from them what, what the situation looks like better than myself at this point. Cedric says, start two between Drake London. This is an offensive question. Start two between Drake London, CeeDee Lamb, Pittman, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, and Michael Thomas. Um, I'm still starting CeeDee Lamb. I sat him last week and, I think week one really just affected my overall mentals because it was dark. I mean, it was dark for CD owners after week one managers. It was dark for CD managers after week one, but he put up some decent points this last week. He didn't on my bench. I didn't draft him to put him on my bench, Um, especially knowing the kind of target volume talent and the fact that offense runs through him and it's still the Cowboys. So, I mean, people could parrot this back to me and say, see Kyle Pitts, but don't just don't do that. I don't want to hear it. Um, and then my other guy would probably be Keenan. I know people are a little worried about Herbert, but I don't want to mess with Cortland Sutton. Um, I do like Drake London as an option, honestly. If I'm going to go with what I know, uh, CD and Keenan Allen, they've got the longest resume of success. Um, I'm taking them. <clears throat> Can you speak on Ernest Jones? Yeah, I mean, he's the best linebacker in the entire NFL. Um, if you don't know the name Ernest Jones, look it up. This guy, he plays next to Bobby Wagner. And I mean, Bobby Wagner is just shadowing him around, just like asking him, man, like, how'd you do that? And Ernest just says, my man, IDP bomber believes in me. So I can, and I will. (laughs) Uh, but for real though, he's getting plenty of snaps. I think he played like 70, 80% of snaps this last week. That's playable. That's totally playable as a linebacker too. There's guys people are playing right now weekly as a linebacker one that are playing those kinds of snaps. You know, obviously the Holy Grail is 100% linebacker. You know, the Holy Grail on the other side of the game, you know, is a three-down running back or four-down running back. Not everybody gets one. 
You know, and people can say there's more, there's less. That's just a take. Those are words. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, you and I know that a lot of the guys that are getting slid into your lineups every week, they aren't the number one guy. But guess what? They can be a hero. So Ernest Jones looks like he's being a hero right now. Um, I, I like I like him. I don't have enough exposure to him. Um, and, you know, Bobby Wagner is going to command a lot of money. I mean, he's not going to be around long. Let's be real. Safeties. A little bit of both, but more safeties. Oh, okay. He's answering the question from the chat. Appreciate it. Cam Curls returning this week. Bump down for Forrest. Again, I don't I don't know. They could run them both, you know. Um, I don't know. I wish I could give you more info. I have, I, have to, I, have walk, I have to watch it. need to see it. I mean, Forrest has treated you well. If you have started him both weeks, you probably didn't. You probably started him the second week, but... Chris Michael says, should I be concerned with Kendricks in the new 3-4 defense? He's not in the box as much, and numbers have been up and down. I mean, you could be a little bit concerned. My my caveat is I always fall back on talent. We know Kendricks is, is a monster when the games hit. You know, and he, while he might not be as consistent as we have had him in the past, it is only two games so far. Jordan Hicks is there, so that's probably affecting it. I wouldn't let it skew your perception too much on him yet hopefully that helps chris trade advice for trading idps and offensive players how do you value those all right well here's a nice little plug if i'm doing that i mean most people play dynasty the, the easiest way in my mind to value figure out how to value an offensive defensive player is draft picks because draft picks are they exist outside of offense and defense but they exist in the ecosystem and the economy of fantasy football. Uh, they don't score points, but they do transfer and move value around. Okay. So what I do when I have the index set up as is next to every player, I have a draft pick value evaluation. So if I think a player is worth a second round pick, he has a column and I put second round pick. So I'll say Eric Kendricks, second round pick. That's my estimated value. That's what I think is a good starting place for negotiation. Okay, so you're talking to somebody about, but they don't want to give you a second. Okay, now you start talking about what kind of players you would move for a second. And that kind of gives you a conversion point. It's like an, it's like an equation, you know what I mean? It's like a theorem or whatever. It's like a number you plug in and it gives you a, you know, what the equal or opposite would be. That's how I do it. You know, it's, it's hard to just say Josh Jacobs is worth Nick Bosa. Because Josh Jacobs is a replacement level running back, okay? But running backs are pretty scarce. Nick Bosa is super elite, okay? But then it's how many IDPs are you playing, okay? Well, that's going to affect, you know, where you would draft one in a rookie draft, which will affect the value of Bosa. So, in theory, it should help you reach where you want to go. Just to let you know, I don't think, you know, I think Nick Bosa is worth a lot more than Josh Jacobs. But in certain leagues, he might not be. It's going to come down to how people kind of view, you know, and how you add value. And like the easiest way, like I said, again, is points and picks. If you can't pick, you know, positionally, if you can't go offense, defense, like if that just cannot reconcile in your head, which it, it should and kind of shouldn't, because you don't look at those players the same way. You don't evaluate how they score points the same way. So you have to kind of remove yourself from that. The easiest way to do that, in my opinion, is draft picks. That's how I do it. And that's how the index is set up. Join the Patreon, Black Ops tier. We'll get you set up. And I change those, you know, every couple of weeks I go through, take a look at guys, move them up tiers, down tiers, increase their value, decrease their value, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a market game. You know, a guy who was worth a, a first last week, you know, or three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you know, maybe a high second, like a Harold Landry, what's he worth right now? Probably like a third, you know, so it, it varies, you know. I'll tell you the wisest words I ever heard in my life, not the, but some of the wisest words I ever heard in my life. Met a man on the beach with my dad when I was a kid, and he was talking to the guy, and he was talking about buying and selling stuff. And the man said, I've never forgot this, and he said, something is worth whatever somebody will pay for it. And that's it. So... 
when you know keep that in mind when you're asking your fantasy football analysts these questions too what should i get for this guy well the most you can number one but i don't know what that is and who that person is for you so go as high as you can shoot for the star shoot for the moon landing among the stars isn't that the saying all right how are we feeling about isaiah simmons <laughs> Like that. Get him out of your lineup. Get him out of here. He's basically droppable. Oh my gosh, he made a giant play in overtime. You know what? I've never seen a team whose reputation and players have been so fragile. I mean, they're literally hung up by one and two plays. Every single player on that team has like one or two plays you can kind of point to and be like, well, look at this. He's not that bad. It's a farce. It's a mummer's farce. Not a lot of snaps last week. Definitely made an impact. See, and I didn't even think we made an impact. Here, here they come. Here come the, op- the optimists, the sun boys. Sorry, Nathan. I'm sure you're I'm don't not like mocking you, but I'm just saying it's just like there's no hope. I mean, maybe later, but not now. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's a melty face. Ronnie, I got a trade. PPR, I trade away. Amon Ross ain't brown. Well, you already fucked up right there. Um, just kidding. No, but seriously. Amon Ross ain't brown. Mike M. Brown. Why is that not clicking in my head? Malcolm Brown? And Brees Hall for Alvin Kamara, Terry McLaurin, Josh Allen, defensive player. Thoughts? Marquise Brown. Oh, my gosh. So used to everyone calling him Hollywood. Um, You definitely don't want to do that. I would not trade away Amon Ross St. Brown for anything right now. Like, the only players that you could pry Amon Ross St. Brown off of my team for, and you couldn't in Dynasty, unless it was like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Like, that's where I'm at with him. Like, there's no reason not to be. He's given us, like, what, 12, 13 weeks straight of just pop, 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 pop. He doesn't stop. He's not he's not a showboaty guy. The team's not, you know, whatever. But, I mean, he's like, he's an absolute grinder. He's about to go out and break some Michael Thomas records, and it's like nobody cares. I mean, when Michael Thomas was about to break whoever's records those were in his second or third year, I mean, it was the only storyline you could hear about. So, I mean, it will catch up to Amon Ross St. Brown, but, like, if you're viewing him as a tradeawayable asset for people like Alvin Kamara and Terry McLaurin, you're not, you're not understanding what you have in, in Amon Ross St. Brown. And maybe that's not, I mean, you said A. Brown. I mean, maybe, is that like, maybe that's Antonio Brown. Maybe I just had that whole speech for no reason. But um, we'll see. We'll see if he replied further down. Rank the following IDPs for Dynasty. Standard sleeper scoring. That's called IDP 123 scoring for y'all that don't know it out there. Um, Cody Barton, Patrick Queen, JOK, Frankie Luvu, and Bobby Okrecki. Okay, number one. Um, number one, JOK. Number two, Cody Barton. Number three. If I'm doing Dynasty, but I'm focusing on this season, it's Frankie. If I'm focusing big picture, it's Oak Recky. But Patrick Queen's the bottom of that list for me. He's the one I want to get out of right now and later probably. Thank you for your comments. Hey, that's, you know, I'm doing what I can. Appreciate y'all being here. Sorry my uh, rankings graphic was kind of jacked up there. I don't really know what happened. Uh, well, I do know what happened. I just, next time I need to condense all of the creation into one bubble instead of two. <laughs> uh, got a question here. Not high on Brandon Jones this week. I'm still pretty high on him. I, he's in my top 24. Uh, but last week when things got out of hand, they pulled him off the field. So... I don't like players who in certain situations kind of become not factors. So I moved him down a little bit, um, but the big play potential is still there. I'm still playing him in all my leagues. Um, So hopefully that gives you an idea of kind of where my head's at. Um, And again, that's just a small adjustment. He's probably just outside my top 12 if you go check out the site. 
JP, 10 man, PPR, 0 and 2 currently. <clears throat> Got an offer for Jamar Chase, Pollard, and Wilson for Jamal Williams, Dylan, and Lockett. They offered you that for Williams, Dylan, and Lockett? Or they're trying to get Jamar Chase off you? If they're trying to get Jamar Chase off you, the answer is no. Um, I don't even all this other stuff. Current, your situation is irrelevant. Um, keep Chase. Yeah, your current starting, you have Chase. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. What are Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon and Tyler Lockett going to do for you, JP? My guy, don't do that. Heck no. Tell that person to stop playing you like that. Ghost them. Remove them from your life. Just cut that person off. Travis Knott. I got in here late, but I love IDP on and hope everyone in here is 2-0. Hey, I wish it were true. I'm not, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people aren't 2-0. But that doesn't matter, okay? It's a war of attrition. It says it right there on my Patreon and in the po podcast description. This is a war of attrition, okay? We expected to lose some battles. But we expect to win the war. Sachi Badari, what are your thoughts on Bentley? Should I drop Bentley for Frankie Luvu? Yes. Frankie Luvu is a real deal, y'all. Like, the answer is just yes. AJ Brown, my bad. Yes, yeah, same, same, exact same, exact same words. Just replace Amon Ra with AJ Brown. Yeah, if you want to know what my dynasty rankings are, y'all, those are on the Patreon. On the Patreon, the top tier, you get the Dynasty Index, you get the Ultimate IDP Index, and you get the best ball rankings, um, which probably won't do you a whole lot of good this time of the year, but that's the lowest tier if you just want to support the channel. Or you can leave us a super chat. We love them super chats. Jordan, how do you feel about Zayvon Collins? I'm up on Zayvon Collins. I mean, as, as much as I'm down on Isaiah Simmons, I'm up on Zayvon Collins. He's been there one year shorter um, as far as tenure, and he's the guy. Like, they trust him. He's making his plays. He's not having to splash to just get airtime like he's on the field. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm up on him. Is keeping Gian Jones on IR a good idea? I mean, it depends. Who, do you need that IR spot for a better player? I mean, there's so many variables that go into something like that. Um, and, again, he could maybe not be. I don't, I don't know. If they have an injury with an Atlanta linebacker, Boom, he's on the field. Could he be getting played out of his job? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what kind of condition he's in either. I don't know how long he's going to be on IR. So there's a lot of – it's a dynamic question, really. Hard to say. What are my thoughts on Jones this year? I didn't draft him. I don't have him in any leagues. So my thoughts are that if you follow this channel and podcast and me, you probably wouldn't either. But that's okay. I say dump him on somebody if you can. That's my thoughts. Love you, man. Have an amazing day. Hey, I appreciate that, Ronnie. Love you, too. I love the IDP Army. For real, like I said, I, when I tweet stuff out, sometimes I say we. And I'm like, who am I talking about? I'm like, us. Like, the IDP Army. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a movement. It's not just me. It used to be. Now we got the whole passel with us. Dope. Thanks, man. Hey. Appreciate that. Hit that like button, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this guy, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Hit that like button. Even more, hit subscribe because we were like five or six away from 2K when I started this video. Speaking of which, by the time whoever the jack wagons are that come along after this, raise your glasses to us, IDP Army, because we are going to hit two fucking K subscribers today. That's a big deal for us. You know, there are channels out there and people, that's small potatoes. I'm proud of that. I'm not ashamed to say that. It's hard to get people to, it's a been a lot of work. May I know maybe 2,000 isn't a big number compared to some of the channels you follow, but it means a lot that you're here, that you subscribe, that you've been with us. Even if you just found us today, thank you. This is just the beginning. And thanks for getting me hype, Ryan. 
Mm, nothing like that 35-minute lukewarm coffee to really set you off. Am I right? All right, JP, Javante Williams. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about him, JP? Where are we going? Okay, up here at your trade. Oh, it's Javante Williams, not Jamal Williams. Okay, y'all, that's and this is a good chance to point out. We need full names. Um, I'm still same, same, same story. You probably don't need Javante. Just keep Chase. His value before Chase's value doesn't start going down for years, really. I mean, it might go down a spot or two or whatever, but like as far as like what he's going to be and do in the league, like don't just keep him on your team. For a couple of years and then you can finesse your way out of them without losing any real value that's the play thoughts on nick cross only played 65 percent snaps this last week down big from the week before like i said i'm kind of staying away from colts players in general i have bobby okrecki in a couple of spots even he i'm not overly overly excited to play i just don't want i say this all the time and again this is you know for Am I an entertainer and am I an analyst? I don't know. I don't want to play players on crappy teams and then have to sit here on Sunday. We only get 16 good Sundays a year and watch the fucking Colts play football so that I can get my DGN in. No. Not the life I'm trying to live. So unless you're a diehard Colts fan, my thoughts on Nick Cross are <laughs> until we see what kind of snap percentage he pulls off on a regular basis. I mean, again, he's a replacement level player at this point. You know, if you need him, plug him, plug and play. You can, but again, it's, he's not somebody I, I'm overly excited about right now, or has really shown me anything. Yeah, I mean, 65% of snaps last week. I should have stopped right there. Thoughts on Devin Lloyd? Beast mode. Okay, get him on your team. Um, activate him off of your taxi squad. Same thing with Gregory Rousseau. I had to bring Gregory Rousseau up off some. Uh, Awesome taxi squads because he's picking up right where he left off last year. Get him into your lineups. Um, high tackle floor. They rotate their guys in. Yeah, whatever. He, he gets points. And he bats balls too. He gets his sacks. He gets his time. I mean, he does he does everything. That's what you want out of a defensive line player. You don't want just a one-trick pony and no shade. I did tweet this out today by Von Miller. His stat line this year is five tackles, four of them are solo, four for a loss, two sacks. Like That's his entire stat line. He does what he does. Players do what they do. He's played two games. You know what I mean? You go to someone like Gregory Rousseau. His stat, his, his 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 score, what he's done on the field, it's more diverse. It just is. More tackles. You know what I'm saying? He, he just a little more robust. You got more outs. If you're playing poker, you want outs. You know, some guys only out is a sack. Okay. Sacks are unpredictable. All defensive players are unpredictable. So give me the guy who's got the most outs. Give me the guy who can make the most meaningful plays. Devin, Devin Lloyd, he's been making a difference. So uh, get him into your lineups as fast as you can. Aaron Kelly says, are you, you are high on Brandon Jones. Do you like better Jones or Cameron Curl? Still Jones. Curl, um, I was very high on him after his rookie year. Showed himself to be an impact player, but there was a lot of things a lot different about that Washington defense two years ago versus the one that we saw play all last year versus the one that's rolling out on the field now. I, I mean, I said we have to adjust. So what I felt and thought about Cameron Curl, it's different. Brandon Jones, he's on the way up. Should I trade Leonard on the Colts? Man, it always hurts. Bad idea for me to draft him. I kind of, I'm not saying it, it was, it was always risky. I had him ranked at six this year. And I told people he's gonna. Be, you're probably gonna miss games, even after that first, right before the drafts were happening too. He was showing up to practice, and people were very excited again. And I was like, just we might just this just might be the thing with him. Like it just might not happen. I don't. I don't know. So, yeah, I would be looking to trade him. I mean the the magic's. I don't want to say the magic's gone, but it's just like he's hurting you. Like you said, I mean, I don't want you to be hurting. You know, you're playing fantasy. I don't want you to be hurting. Why don't you be having a good time? Matt Milano has always been good. Is this the year he goes to elite and jumps up to the next level? Probably not. Um, if I'm just being honest. I mean, he is an elite linebacker, period. Um, as far as Friday P, he has really, really big games, as you saw. Sometimes his floor can be a little bit lower than you want. I know before he had the interception return for a touchdown in that game, you only had like 
tackle and a half, two tackles maybe. I mean, it was, you know, that was thirds late in the second, third quarter, or maybe even later. Uh, saved his day. He's always been a playmaker, but he's always going to be more of a linebacker too. Um, I don't think he'll ever have a true linebacker one finish, so I can't really move him up too, too high for IDP. As far as real linebackers go, though, I mean, like, he's one of the best in the league just in general. Um, advice on starting an IDP TikToker channel was the best source for data. Best source for data is the Ultimate IDP Index, which you can get by joining our Patreon. The next best source is Pro Football Reference. You know what I'm saying? You don't need you don't need to like regurgitate data to people. Um, look at your IDP leagues. I mean, you can see what players did that last week. I mean, you can screenshot, you know, what somebody scored and what they did and you know, green screen it and say, he's really good. Look at this and follow my stuff. You know, don't overthink it. Um, you do not need to go get a PFF sub. I'll tell you that right now. Don't do that. That won't help you. Um, it might make you feel a little bit more confident in some of these conversations you see happening out there, but just go check out 33rd. They got a tool called the edge that shows you some big picture defensive stuff go to pro football reference you can look at all the players literally all their point everything they do on the field is right there on pro football reference for free you can even compare players for free um and if you want to see how they scored in fancy football you can come check out the ultimate idp index here i'll show you all a little screenshot of what we have going on over there real quick just so you kind of have an idea of what it is what the production profiles are that i'm speaking of I mean, I know we have a lot of new people on the channel, so I'll just go to an arbitrary player like Nick Bosa. Okay, arbitrary Nick Bosa. Stop sharing that screen. Share a new screen. Nick Bosa database. Boom. Okie dokie. Do you see that? All right, here you are, daily help. So, as you can see here, this is the ultimate IDP index. This is my baby. This is my intellectual property, shall we say. Um, every piece of data you see in here was hand entered by these fingers. I don't know how to run any of these crazy programs or all that coding. I got over, I think I got four or five, 600 of these production profiles for players. Points per snap, they're by the year. You get raw information all pulled straight from PF or PFR, Pro Football Reference. I give you cumulative tackles, points they get in tackles, all IDP 1, 2, 3 scoring, which is the default for sleeper. Um, so that's him in 2001. Then we can go back and look at his rookie season. So he scored a lot more points per snap as, as his second full, or third full year, a whole tenth of a point more. But as you can see, the way his points broke down, not overly some, not overly different. Um, so what does that mean? That means he became, generally speaking, just more efficient. Let's see how his tackles for loss compare from his third year to his first year. So his third year, 42 tackle for loss points, 15% of his overall score. Let's go check out what he did as a rookie, 15% of his overall score. Only 16 tackles for loss, but still of his overall score. So these are interesting things you can see. This isn't anywhere else, doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, I created it. I made it. That's my baby. And I have all every player you could pretty much ever imagine on there. Let me see. I'll, um, I'll give you guys a little view of the, the index just because there's some people here and I haven't got to show it off in a while. All right. So here's the index. So like I said, the, um, the value, the player value, estimated draft pick. So if you want to know what a player is worth in a trade, We've got their snap percentages for the first couple of weeks in here. Shouts to Bomber for helping me get that done. Um, and you can look, they're tiered out. You see a player you like, click him. You can click this to open him up just to look at his profile. You can look at their contract. All those are inputted. And then if you want to look at the screen I just had up, you can click his production profile. Everybody has a production profile going back at least four years if they've been in the NFL that long. Um, you know, and it, it's, this is, you know, I call these dynasty rankings cause they're really built over time. So you might see some players that aren't 
overly big right now up high and you might see some players that aren't doing overly good right now that are doing good that are a little bit lower tier wise i'm thinking a little long term with the way i have it kind of set up it's not a weekly ranking set again just go to the site if you want to see those but um yeah so hopefully that gives you an idea of something you can look at all right where were we with the questions all right here we are I'll answer about the rest of these questions that are kind of sitting here, and then I'm going to let you all go for the day. I appreciate everybody that's watched on YouTube. Like I said, by the time I pull this off, I'm really hoping we hit that 2K mark on YouTube. That would be really cool. It's been four years in the making, um, all organic growth, and really just all y'all. So thank you so much. Uh, so Space Monkey Mafia says, pick one for this week. Doolin, Elliot, or Chart? Just give me Elliot. Just give me the touches. Subscribe in both of my accounts. Yeah, that a boy. Run it up, run it up, run it up. If you had to pick two in PPR this week, Zeke, Chark, or Doolin. Okay, if I had to pick two, it's Zeke and Chark. E, and I don't, I don't like that. That's a terrible situation. I don't want Doolin or Chark. But thoughts on Marcus William? Is AD firms as the rest of the season sustainable? Maybe, but probably not. It's been a lot of interceptions, a lot of pass deflections, and he did come down on his ankle kind of funny. I didn't see if that was like a thing that's carrying over but it could be a cautionary tale of things to come um so i don't think it's sustainable no should i start fields or jimmy g jimmy g easy we know what jimmy g is he's a super bowl level quarterback Ronnie, big question. May I please, may you please give me your tactic on draft day for defensive players? This is my first year doing it. And to be honest, thanks goodness that were was a lot of good talent on the waiver wire. There always will be good talent on your IDP waiver wires until it becomes more, until more IDP content exists. There will always be more players than content creators. The ratio will always be kind of lower. So a lot of people that play IDP don't even consume IDP content because the content they're consuming for fantasy you only have so many hours in a day. It's all offense related. So you're going to get an edge just by being here in the first place. But uh, my tactic is simple. I mean, I just I do my research. I know my leagues. Um, you know, I I focus on I focus on players that I have the most confidence in. You know, I don't really shoot a lot of shots if I don't have to. And when I do, it's usually not taking players early, but it's my sleepers, my guys that I'm like, everyone's going to sleep on this dude and I'm going to get him late. Perfect example, if you watched our sleeper series, Emmanuel Ogba, um, one of my guys that was a sleeper. I was in a 30, I was in a 12-team league on with, you know, it's a it's a experts league on MFL. Got some really big IDP names in it. We went through 32 team, 32 rounds of this draft. Emmanuel Ogba didn't get drafted. I will admit I messed up and auto-drafted a good bit of it because I was like not really aware. I would have drafted him. But to go all the way through 30 rounds with smart people and for him to be on the waiver wire, that just tells you like where where IDP is at as far as how seriously people take it. Because he should, I mean, like you that, that would be like finding, let's give you an offensive equivalent. That would be the offensive equivalent to like just finding like Christian Kirk, just on the waivers after week one or not even after week one just like after your draft like he just should have been drafted even though maybe you didn't believe in him should have been drafted just knowing who those guys are and who other people are not paying attention to because they don't know a lot about football and they don't know what an emmanuel ogba is just like i said just being aware Hey, what's up, Tino? 420 Hustler answers chat questions. This show is weak and boring. Appreciate the love, my guy. I love Hustler. That's my dude. Go check out 420 Hustler. That's my brother. He runs the biggest fantasy football Facebook group. He does a lot of really dope shit. He live streams all day, every day. I love Hustler. If you think this show is weak, you can get the fuck out. And if you're going to get the fuck out, Hustler's a great place to go. Nothing wrong with that. All right, get out then, Tino. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give Tino his moment in the sun. Anthony Ballister, how do you feel about the linebackers that LB mostly for DE? <clears throat> like Mack and Highsmith, would you play these guys over 
in your LB spot. Depends on how many you have. I wouldn't want to play him as a one or a two. Maybe Miles, maybe Khalil Mack, I would play as a two. Um, but again, with with edge rushers, you are getting a lower floor, and you're getting a similar ceiling. Maybe a little higher depending on the player. So I would normally defer to a more traditional linebacker, um, but I'm not scared to do that by any means. Um, I flexed Alex Highsmith this week over who did I flex him over? Uh, Leighton Vanderesh, and yeah, it hurt. I mean, but I did it. I mean, it happens, and it could have gone the other way, you know, but it just didn't. So, and I kind of knew better, but I was ch- I was chasing the upside, you know, I was chasing the fact that he's the main guy now, and this might be his chance to really showcase something. Didn't happen. Um, and Mac Jones doesn't really get sacked as much as I had kind of originally thought. <sighs> Even though I thought maybe he would, we would get some easy coverage sacks on his on his ass, but I mean Bill's going to protect him so much. That's what I really realized this last week. Uh, he's not going to be put in any positions that are more uncomfortable than they have to be ever. AGB AGB Radio says, "What three linebackers should I start out of Barton, Perryman, Lugu, Bolton, and Werner?" Um, you got to start Barton, and you got to start Werner right now. I mean Werner's a top guy right now. Perryman, you can leave him out of there right now. Um, I go Luvu. Even though I like Bolton a lot, I think uh, Barton, Barton has shown enough. Um, Luvu leading the league with four tackles for loss, tied with that number. And then Pete Werner, he has like the third most tackles in the league. Very efficient. And, uh, yeah, I think I think you just have to kind of follow that right now. All right, TJ Edwards or CJ Mosley? I have Mosley higher. I like them both. I have definitely risen a lot on TJ Edwards. Um, since the offseason, even since he was drafted, people have tried to. The thing was, people tried to make TJ Edwards a thing before he was a thing. So I was just like, nah. But like, he's obviously a thing now. So obviously, like, I'm very excited about him. I would still rather have CJ Mosley, though. Uh, I think that defense is better. Not to say that I think the Eagles defense isn't good, but I think, I mean, they got to look really good the last time you saw them, like 48 hours ago like really, really, really good. So I think that might skew some of our overall perception on these guys. So I'm not going to suddenly have TJ Edward too. I didn't even really have a a solid or positive take on before jump over Mosley, someone who's kind of done it week in and week out. I won't say year in and year out. I don't know when the last time we played a whole year was last year, but before that, it's been a while. Last question that I'm shutting her down. Should I trade Monty and Curtis Samuel for Dalvin Cook? No, 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 no. Like, do not buy low on on not good players right now. Like, don't don't. That was last year. It was two years ago when Dalvin Cook was that guy. He's not. He's not now. He's not. Um, Monty. I'm not saying he's much better, but he's a he's a volume beast right now. That's a running team. And Curtis Samuel, you would give away a top twelve wide receiver right now for Dalvin Cook. I mean. Again, and this isn't shade. I, I love you, Brew Hadley, but it's just adjust your mind to what you see now. Okay. Does Dalvin Cook look like somebody you want to be trading for? And I mean, you might say, well, it's Monty and Curtis Samuel. There's nothing wrong with starting Monty and Curtis Samuel right now, especially considering where you drafted them. That's actually really great. Starting Dalvin Cook right now hurts. Trust me. All right. One more question. Another Brandon Jones question. Dynasty sleeper one two three Brandon Jones or Von Bell both are on my bench. I think I'm still going. I think I'm still more in on Brandon Jones than Von Bell right now. Um, but I mean that's that tier of guy. I mean there's like the tier right outside that top top tier that's pretty big as far as defensive back, you know, twos, high end ones to mid level twos could go all the way to DB thirty almost. Um, and they're both on the higher end of that spectrum. So I'm still leaning Brandon Jones right now. Young player doing some crazy things. Von Bell, a little older. Um, Again, you know, I want to have fun. Nothing against Von Bell, but uh, Miami's a fun team to watch right now. Fun team to root for. Von Bell, I've had him on teams for the last couple of years. I'm just going to roll with him. Brandon Jones, would you start Kamara or Hunt? I mean, you have to start Kamara, right, technically? I I didn't draft Kamara anywhere. It's so hard. Sometimes to answer fantasy questions for people, honestly, when I cannot relate as a real manager to the situation, I'll just be honest. Like, I don't have Alvin Kamari anywhere. So it's like, 
he doesn't cross my mind. So this is an interesting start. Sick question. I think you have to just start Kamara. That's kind of what I just said, right? Um, you paid too much to sit him if he's, you know, going to play. And to sit him for Kareem Hunt, even though it may end up being the right decision, like it's just it's tough right now. Um, and the difference between them is not like, you know, Kamara's just – He's got a much higher volume sort of situation too. So you have to play tomorrow. Garrett Wilson or Jerry Judy if healthy. Uh Garrett Wilson. Jerry Judy, I mean, he's already been hurt twice this year in both games. Russell Wilson, yeah, he threw the ball deep a lot, but they just got slowed down by Houston at home. Like we can talk around it as much as we want and be hopeful and say it needs to be cleaned up and say there's still hope and that, 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 but I don't have any hope. I mean, we've had two, they had all off season, all off season. This wasn't, I mean, they were all healthy. I mean, everything. And like, you just can't mesh when you hit the field against the second or worst team in football. What does that make you? And I've had questions about Russell Wilson for a while. I mean, it was sacrilege to question if Russell Wilson was actually that good, just like it's been sacrilege to do a lot of things I do in the NFL media space. But I don't give a shit. That's just like the second time I've cussed today. I should stop that. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like, Russell Wilson, if he's so good, like, be good. Like, if you're good, be good. It's so funny to me. Like, and that's when all the that's this is where the metrics guys ruin everything because you can find a number anywhere that core has a po- positive R correlation to something good. You can find it. And if you make that category of things that are generally accepted as that metric, eventually you can just make any narrative you want. That's just reality. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, I mean, it's like these people who is this guy? There was some, there's some guy, I think he's on, uh, he's a YouTube guy. Was He was trying to say that Mac Jones, I had a, I made a short over the summer about Mac Jones essentially being just as good as Joe Burrow. That's what happens when you don't watch the football games. You say things like that. Okay. Or you say things like Patrick Murray's or Pat or uh, Kyler Murray is one of the best passers in the league. No, he's one of the most efficient passers in the league. Yeah, he doesn't get, I mean, he distance wise, taking the field, owning a football game. No, he's not. I mean, he's throwing Mac Jones type numbers. Well, he runs around. He's special. That's great. He can be special. Don't tell me he's one of the best passers in the league if he literally can't keep up in a game passing with the actual best passers in the league. That's what you got to do to be one of the best passers in the league. Now, again, if you want to pull a metric like his efficiency or his D-O-Y-R or Y-O-P-A-R or whatever these things are, I don't know what they are. Maybe that's why I suck at fantasy. They sound made up to me. But when I watch football, I see something different. You know, I see a lot of I – just, I just see something different. And I'll look at that stuff and I'll say, yeah, I mean, you could make the case that Kyler Murray or, you know – Justin Fields could get better, Trey Lance. Or you could watch the football games and say, wow, look at all these opportunities and all these people surrounding them, coaching them up to to take this moment, to be that guy, and look at him throw for 230 yards again. Just watch him. Oh, got a win. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky got wins too. Carson Wentz got wins too. I mean, y'all propped them up, so I'm just saying. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Fuck Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. I should, I, <laughs> Russell Wilson's garbage. Um, there we go. Gosh, y'all been banging me with these questions. All right. Speed round here at the end because I'm a glutton for punishment. Cameron uh, Grugia Hill or Oak Recchi, Definitely Grugia Hill. Uh, two defenses. Should I keep Chargers, Vikings, Chiefs? I don't play in any leagues with team defenses. Straight up. I'm sorry. I cannot answer that question. But off the top of my head, it would be the Chargers. Uh, start James Robinson, Curtis Samuel, or Garrett Wilson this week. It's 100% James Robinson. 
Uh, yo, Jordan, what are you doing with Shaq Leonard? I don't have him on any teams. Thankfully, I was fading him. I continue to fade him. If you want to buy low, like if you're sitting on some studs and you just like want to have him putzing around the bottom of your bench, see what happens. I'm okay with that, but I'm not like aggressively pursuing that right now. Are you concerned about Eric Kendricks? Not yet. Not yet, but I would like to see a little bit. I I, I kind of want to just take the, the game from this last on Monday and just kind of throw it away. And just I want to see, I want to see what the Vikings do this next week before I really start passing judgment. Again, that's what I led the show with is before I pass any really, really hot takes, kind of like sweeping statements about players for the whole season or like you know, putting a fear out there. I want to see like one, one more week. So uh, would you pick up Zier Franklin if he's on waivers? Yeah, he's one of my favorite waiver pickups. 100%. Thank you, Jordan, again for your time. Hey, I appreciate the thanks, Lauren. Gabriel, what about Cameron? We had this question earlier. Um, I'm still sticking with Forrest until I see Cam Curl do something this year. All right, that's it for me, IDP Army. Subscribe to the channel. Tell a friend about the show. Join our Patreon super chat us um play underdog fantasy with us make sure you check out the waiver wire show for idp the underdogs are uh, not the underdogs the um the offensive points podcast will go on the feed tonight hopefully we'll get a shorter version of that up on the channel later this week dynasty tailgate will be going up tonight or tomorrow on the channel as well that is our college football podcast our devi so to speak ugh, podcast so all right Peace, love, happiness. I will see you all at the live streams. Hopefully, if you are not, I wish you good luck this next week. Bye.